1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Final hour of the Lake Show. You're on The Good Neighbor. This next story or topic that we're going to get into, I'm a little bit torn. Okay. I do have a lean, okay, in one way versus another, but I wanted to present this to you guys because look, we know that mental health is a serious issue. I don't care if you're homeless or if you are wealthy and have the best job in the world, like everybody should be concerned about everybody else's mental health, okay? we We talk about mental health in various different ways, whether it's um people that are out and about in society that are down on their luck and you see them and in there you know they ask you for a dollar or two, whatever, or you see somebody like randomly walking through whether it's downtown Minneapolis or a suburban area or whatever and 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 they're talking to themselves. you can tell that they're not you know totally with it, or just somebody that they're in a place in their life, whether they've lost a loved one um or they're struggling with depression. Like mental health is a serious issue and athletes are not immune from mental health being a serious topic, but there's one high profile college football coach who is in the spotlight and that's Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss Lane Kiffin and the attorneys for Ole Miss. They filed a motion on Wednesday to dismiss a lawsuit that a player filed against them in September, according to court documents. And that, That player, his name is DeSanto Rollins, a defensive tackle who said that he was kicked off the team for missing practices and meetings during a mental health crisis. And he's suing the university and Kiffin for failure to provide equal protection, racial and sexual discrimination, and multiple other allegations, according to the lawsuit. Okay? So... In this written brief in support of Kiffin, Kiffin's attorneys argue that Kiffin and Olmuss are immune from Rollins' claims, and that quote his remaining allegations fail to state a claim upon which relief can be granted. Now, <laughs> this is interesting. Rollins, who's a backup lineman, and he's he's dealt with a bunch of injury issues and stuff, is seeking ten million dollars in com- uh, compensatory damages and $30 million in punitive damages. Okay, so $40 million lawsuit, okay? The lawsuit alleges that Kiffin intentionally took adverse action against Rollins on account of race for requesting and taking a mental health break but not taking adverse action against white student athletes for the same request. It alleges sexual discrimination on the basis that Ole Miss – has not taken adverse action against female student-athletes for requesting and taking a mental health break. Look, if you're having a mental health crisis and you need a break, I'm all for You support the athletes. We get that, okay? But something else has come out in all of this. There was audio of an interaction between said uh, player, DeSanto Rollins, and his back and forth with Lane Kiffin. We're going to play this because I, I, th- there's a few things that I that I look at when I hear this audio and what the kid is trying to say to Lane Kiffin and Lane Kiffin's reaction. Just take a listen to this. This is back and forth where he's talking to Lane Kiffin. Essentially, what was happening here is Lane Kiffin's talking to him about him uh, not li- like really responding to. Them trying to get in contact with them and the kid is saying to coach kiffin i wasn't ready i wasn't prepared to talk this that the other whatever and then lane kiffin's just had enough
2: if you would have come here when you kept
0: getting messages the head coach wants to talk to you and you saying i'm not ready to talk to him
3: i wasn't
0: well what world do you live in
3: I don't see why you got to be disrespectful, honestly. Get out of
2: here. Go. Go. You're off the team. You're done. See ya. See ya. Because i See ya. Go. Go. And guess what? We can kick you off the team.
4: So go read your f***ing rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up. When the head coach has to meet with you, and you don't show up for weeks,
0: okay, we can remove you from the team. It's called being a f It's called hiding behind sh- they're not showing up to work. All right, so so in that, and let me give you some clarity to it. Hopefully, you were able to hear it just fine. But but let me just explain it. As you could hear, Lane Kiffin is like, "Look, we've been trying to get a hold of you. We've reached out to you. You have not answered um, or, or come in to talk about whatever the situation is." And the young man says, "I, I haven't been ready to come talk to you." And so he's like. Lane Kiffin then is like, hold on, th- that's not acceptable. If we're reaching out to you, then you come talk to me. And then the kid um, basically is like, I wasn't, I wasn't. And then, and then at that, and then, and then he, he cussed at the kid. Okay. He cussed at the young man. And then the young man says, why are you disrespecting me? And then Lane Kiffin's is like, look, I'm done. G- get out of here. You're off the team whatever, and then he's like, you can go do the research on the mental health stuff, whatever, but I'm done here. So this is my reaction, and I'd love some reaction from you guys too at 651-461-9226, but this is how i look at it. And I'm not trying to be insensitive at all to the student athlete. I do think that when the head coach of the program, Lane Kiffin, and the athletic department reaches out to the athlete that's having the mental health crisis or the issues I think it's only fair that the that the student at least step up and let the coach know what the heck is going on. You cannot leave Lane Kiffin out there on this island where he doesn't know what's going on with the kid that's in the program. Like, it's his program. You should at least, and, and, then, and, and you can hear Lane Kiffin say, he says, what world do you live in? Like, you just can't. You can't operate like this. Like you should be talking to me about what the heck is going on. So I agree with Lane Kiffin there. Now in terms of the whole like, you know, why you disrespecting me or whatever, I'm sorry. Lane Kiff, if I'd be hot too, I'd be upset too. I might lose my cool. I might cuss. Whatever. I'm not okaying it. I'm not saying that it that it's that it's that it's okay because clearly the kids have he's had some issues. But I, I do get Lane Kiffin being frustrated. And it, it's a very slippery slope, though, because when we're talking about um, mental health, I do think that on both sides, you got to work on that part of it. Do I think that the young man or the young student athlete handled it well? No. Now, now I'm not saying that the kid had to be open 24 hours a day, because clearly if he's going through something, he's going through something. But to be non-responsive to the head coach or the athletic department – I'm not feeling that. If you do this
2: in any line of work, if somebody reaches out to you and you're not feeling like you want to talk to them, you can send them a quick text or something. You have to communicate. Like you cannot just go radio silent for two to three weeks. Just show up whenever you feel like it's convenient for you and think everything's going to be fine.
0: I don't think it's acceptable. No, no. It's,
2: it's, it's not. And I feel dirty as hell. For agreeing with Lane Kiffin. Because I am not a Lane Kiffin fan. Not at all. Never have been. But in this case, he's absolutely right. This is a reality check for this individual. I, I, I am sympathetic to mental health. We all have things that we're dealing with. We all have those days where we're feeling overwhelmed and we need to take a mental health day. I, I totally understand that. But this... It just reeks of I don't want to say entitlement, but I feel like you can use mental health as a crutch to just go radio silent. And if you're dealing with something and people just just keep those lines of communication open and you could have had a completely different like a, a completely different um you know, finale to how this situation unfolded. I hope this is a learning lesson to uh, to that young man just to realize that we've all got issues, but you've got to be open and communicate with people to let them know what's going on.
0: Now, I will say this. All this stuff about race involved in it, well, we'll see how this shakes out. I mean, I don't, I don't, we don't know enough about the racial component of this, right? Like the, the kids saying that there were, that there, were, that there were white athletes or white kids that had similar stuff, whatever. I, I, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that plays out. Now, according to the report, though, on February the 27th, Rollins met with Kiffin, who informed Rollins he was moving from defensive tackle to the scout team's offensive line because he, could, because he wouldn't transfer. According to the lawsuit, Rollins asked Kiffin if this was a choice or command. Rollins alleged that Kiffin told him if he didn't li- if he didn't like it, then he should quit. At that point, Rollins told Kiffin he was going to take a mental break, according to the loss. Now, let me say this about about that particular part of it, and this is a reality of college athletics that a lot of people don't want to hear, but it's real, and it's been going on forever. College coaches. Run kids out of programs that that's a, that's the if and, and I'm not saying it, it's a fair thing because when you're given a scholarship, there's an expectation that you're going to do put in all the work you're gonna, you're going be the best student athlete that you can be you're going to have guys that will go on to the NFL NBA whatever, but at the end of the day, if you're not performing at a certain level and i'm not and let me repeat I'm not saying it's right, but you get ran out. That's just the bottom line. colleges over recruit yeah, and colleges and they bring people in and and, and and certain coaches will want to free up scholarships that's across the board it's a numbers that, game. That's a that's not that's not one conference over another that's all conferences all levels that's a fact. this young man got into a situation where he was underachieving he was underperforming, and I'm not saying that that it's okay. In that environment, to just run somebody out of a program because I don't—I never really like that, but it's the nature of the beast. I get—I—I I, I get that th- it happens all the time. But when he, when you hear that, and I'm assuming this kid's pretty bright, mm-hmm. and he understands college athletics, that when he's when he's hearing that he's going from defensive tackle, let, let me put it like this: I'm Lane Kiffin, and you're this student athlete, Rollins, right? Okay. and I say that you're moving from defensive tackle to the scout team's offensive line, what would be the, the, the inference that you would get from that?
2: I would get the inference that you didn't think I was good enough to play defensive tackle at your Thank program, you. and Thank you. you don't want me as a part of the team.
0: And that you need to work on something. Well, because at that particular point, I don't think he's being run out of the program. He's being told you're on the scout team's offensive line. Yeah. So, so it's a wake up call to work, to, thank to you. work harder. Thank you. And that's how I, that's how I feel about it. Yeah.
2: But I, but I feel like, you know, nowadays and I'm not, I don't want to generalize, but if something doesn't go your way, like the first time you face adversity, all of a sudden it plays the victim. And, and sometimes you need to work through adversity in life. You need to work through conflict. That's part of growing and maturing as a person. If you're instantly going to fold up and, and, you know, say that the world is against you, you're not going to get very far.
0: Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But my particular take on this is that when I look at Lane Kiffin and his side of it, I can't say that he's 100 percent in the wrong. I'm not saying that he's that he's. Totally in the clear because we don't know what's happened with other athletes on that campus, but just on the He's surface here. He's responsible
2: for everything that happens in that program. Th- this, yeah.
0: th- this kid should have had some sort of uh, communication. With the coaching staff, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get the word on the street. And that's next.
4: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
1: Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state
0: law. All right, it's time for Word on the Street here on The Lake Show. Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs. Tubbs is going to be out of here tomorrow. Tubbs is going to be kicking it tomorrow night. I am. Date, I'm going to be hanging with J-Lo.
2: Yeah, date night with the uh, with the bride. We're going to watch a little Stevie Nicks and William Martin Joel. Going to rock out. We are going to rock out with the Piano Man. Love him. Love him. One of my favorite artists of all time, and I can't wait to see him again. Enjoy, man. That should yeah. be fun. It, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Hey, something that I'm looking forward to is Zach Efron's, you know, the Claw movie about the Von Erics. But one thing that I found out is that, apparently, the late Matthew Perry wanted him to play him in a biopic. Now, I was hugely honored, Zach Efron told Extra TV during the premiere for his upcoming movie, The Iron Claw, in Dallas yesterday. It would be extraordinary to do, and of course, I'm just still really devastated by the fact he's gone. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Now, last week, Athena Crosby, who confirmed she was the woman seen having lunch with Perry at the Hotel Bel Air day before he died, Said the Friends actor was doing great. He was going to ask Efron soon to play him in a biopic. Said that he wanted to make a movie about his life. He had worked with Zac Efron in the past in a movie. Said that he wanted Zac Efron to play him as a younger version in an up-and-coming biopic about himself that he was going to ask him to do soon. That's what she told Entertainment Tonight. Of course, Efron and uh, Perry co-starred in the 2009 comedy film 17 Again, which Efron played the younger version of Perry's character, Mike O'Donnell, a 37-year-old dad who's transformed back into a 17-year-old self in order to rewrite his life. Perry revealed last year that Efron, however, turned him down once already to play a younger version. But speaking on SiriusXM's XM's radio show Pop Culture Spotlight with Jessica Shaw, he said he had just finished the script for a screenplay that he wanted to direct. I have a small part in it. I wrote it for myself, and then realized I'm 20 years too old to play this. Perry said. He added that the dream younger of himself was Zach Efron, but he said no. So we've got to find somebody who
0: says yes. I, I and I'm not trying to take a shot at Zach here, but too soon. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to hear who's playing Matthew Perry in a biopic right now. I'm not. I just yeah. too soon, man. It's that, that's not a conversation. For the here and now. That, that's something that we can talk about down the road. Yeah. That's just me.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm sure somebody probably asked him. And you have to – I mean, I guess you got, you got to answer the question if it's asked of you. Hey, uh, Winona Judd clung to Jelly Roll. I didn't even know who Jelly Roll was <laughs> during their performance last night. I mean, I figured – I had no idea. But apparently, if you look at the video –
0: Jelly Roll, not Tootsie Roll.
2: Oh, Tootsie Roll. Cotton candy, sweetie roll. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. I know, right? All right. But a- anyway – the country music legend hit the stage with Jelly Roll to sing a duet of Jelly's tune Need a Favor at the CMA Awards last night. Now, apparently at one point, point, I saw the video, Winona walked over to Jelly and grabbed his arm, giving off the impression she needed help to stay on her feet. Yeah. Now, whether she was experiencing a medical scare is unclear, but her fans took to social media, voiced their concern after watching her seemingly unsteady performance. Now, if you remember, she also lost her mother, Naomi, to suicide last year. So she's had a rough time. Mm-hmm. Now she's seen the criticism and worry from her fans, posting a video to address the performance. She blames the whole thing on nerves, saying she wanted to be at her best for Mr. Roll. Now, Wynonna said she was simply holding on for dear life and will be back on the road tonight for another show.
0: That doesn't add up. I'm sorry. That doesn't. That person's been performing their entire lives. You don't nerves? get nerves like
2: that for a CMA. Well, I just... I-
0: Something does some I don't I think she's probably it's something happened and she just don't want to own up. She just tried to cover. which is which is fine, yeah. which is fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, no problem with that. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I understand as a performer I'm just not buying it. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be perceived as being weak or maybe less than 100 percent. It's like, well, why do I want to go see her if I'm afraid that something might be wrong with her? Yeah. And finally, here's a, a fun story for those that are tired of the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey <laughs> comments. Here's something you can do. A husband's going viral for putting up a Taylor Swift tip jar in his house and making his wife pay up for every mention of the pop star or her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Maryland resident Dana Rice shared the clip of her hubby's new invention, showing him clearly fed up with the Taylor Travis chatter going on around their own these days, prompting him to tape up a sign with the new house rules on a tall glass. It says, Any mention of T Swift, you owe 25 cents, adding, I can't take it anymore. And yes, there's a footnote reminding Dana that the Kansas City Chief star is included in the deal. Now, Dana says she became a Swifty when Taylor launched her Eras Tour back in March. Now, fellow fans are coming to her defense and comments one joking, quote, 25 cents is a small price to pay to spread the gospel. And it's clear that Dana's husband started his Tay-Tay tip system almost a month ago. So they could be onto a second jar.
0: I love everything about this. I love that we're having fun with the whole Taylor Swift stuff. And look, if if he feels like twenty five cents from his wife, which I don't think that that's, uh, th- I, th- I, th- I, I, I it, it comes across as a very funny bit. But the bottom line is, all it is is free promotion for. Taylor Swift, and Travis Kelsey. That's all it is. All right, that's going to wrap up. word on the street. But coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas. And then uh, coming up next, we'll remember a friend, a great community member, uh, just a special person here in the state of Minnesota, and specifically here in the Twin Cities, um, Andre Debonair McNeil. He passed away tragically this past weekend. And my good friend, radio host from 89.9 KMOJ Radio, Walter Cuber Banks. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Many of you that have listened to the show, uh, specifically on Monday evening, probably heard me get choked up um, towards the end of the show when I talked about the news that had Broke earlier in the day that uh, a gentleman by the name of Andre McNeil, we all like to call him debonair. That's what he went by. Uh, He was such an amazing person, an amazing man in our community. He did so many different things from promote events and shows. He was a comedian. He was a radio DJ. He founded a nonprofit to help out uh, teenagers and mentor them called the Doorstep Foundation. Uh, Just a beautiful person. And we tragically lost him at the age of 53 on Sunday. Uh, he died in a car crash on Interstate 94. And joining me now is a really good friend of mine and also a great contributor and great community member as well. Radio host from 89.9 KMOJ here in Minneapolis, Walter Cuber Banks, who is a really good friend of uh, Debonair's. He joins us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline and uh, Q air man, I, I appreciate you uh, giving me some time tonight. But, um, you know, there's so many people in our town, in our city, um, that are hurting with this news of the passing of Andre Debonair McNeil. Just kind of talk about um, your relationship with him and, and what he meant to you.
3: Man, Debonair is one of the most amazing young men that I had the opportunity to meet when it comes to uh, starting out at KMJ Radio and being there you know, for the years, but then even beyond that, get an opportunity to uh, do this, the lineup of mentoring, and and then he started a thing. It was with, called Bad Boy Radio, and it was him, uh, Paris Tyler, and also Sam Soprano, where they took afternoon drive time and just took over the, the, that segment and just made it into what it needed to be. When it comes to radio and laughter and and just being that that that, that show that took everybody and, and they look forward to, cho- to seeing it and being about it. But then when you look at Debonair, the, the man himself, it's like he's one of those guys that kept the community at large connected in a lot of different ways. It, it started with the uh, promotions, and it went from promotions to doing comedy. He was one of the funniest cats back in the day when the Riverview Supper Club was open. And he was doing comedy shows there, bringing in national comedians. But then also he did comedy on a national level within itself back in the day, along with uh, Mike Mike and a few others from here in the Twin Cities. But then even beyond that, when it comes to, you know, bringing it closer to to date and time and working with the uh, Doorstep Foundation, and it's something that him and his wife, Zakia they created and got it to where they had the Den Brothers, which is the young guys that they were working with, and mentoring and showing them the best way of changing life within a lifestyle to make it better for yourself. And then they took that and then combined it into the den sisters. So they had the brothers and sisters when it comes to the youngsters and then and taking them across town, across the state, and showing them that they can get out of the inner city and go into college and then be doctors and, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, looking at, at the tragic side of the loss within itself, Debonair is one of those guys that kept a lot of people connected in a lot of different ways. It wasn't just the club scene. Even though he was at First Avenue, the Riverview Supper Club, Gabby's, you can name them from all the ones back in the day. But then also besides that, when it comes to the the, the business side of, of promotions, there's a thing called First Fridays to where he was the one that was recently doing that as well to where he was saluting other people, other business people, and connect them all together, and giving them plaques and awards for their accomplishments of what they were doing for their business, yeah so he was <clears throat> excuse me, he was doing it from all sides and 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 i and I just I praise this young brother because you know from knowing him from in the very beginning to where he grew up to where he was doing today and today 's time you know it's 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 a, it's a tragic thing to see the life of a young man at that early age. Who was just so positive to everybody he yep. had nothing but love for everybody, regardless of an argument a debate or discussion or something that went wrong. He tried to do whatever he could to make it right, and so you know debonair is one of those cats that 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 stays in my heart and and it's like when you when you know that you have a friend, you don't have to see each other every day of the week to know you have a love for each other, and just like yourself and myself, we don't see each other every day, but we know when we see each other what that connection is and what it looks like and what it feels like. And and it's that brotherly love. When Debonair said that he loved you, he loved you for real. Yeah. And and it, and it has nothing other than that four-letter word that sometimes we take for granted and we just say that we love you and, and it's just like a word that some people No, He really meant it when he said it. And that's, that's one of the things that that's going to be missed and that is being missed at this present time because – it's like when the tragic thing or something like this happens, your your mind, your heart, your spirit, your body, your all being, just is affected by it. And he's affected and infected a lot of people when it comes to that 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 being and that support and that love and 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 it's it's irreplaceable. Yeah, nope. nobody that can walk in his shoes and and feel his feet the way that he had them.
0: Yeah, no no question. He was one on one. There's no doubt about it. And and and, and Kiber, I get emotional just kind of like, you know, th- thinking about um, him no longer being with us. But you touched on a bunch of different things and he wore so many hats and his versatility was unmatched in all of that. But one of the things that I think about when I think about Debonair and, and, and you're the same way is that, you know, whenever Debonair was around, um, just like yourself, when, whenever I'm around you, you're the type of person and he was the type of person that everybody felt good to be around them. The energy, yeah. the energy was just different. Like you knew, like you mentioned, you knew the love was there and he cared about you. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't have to be around him 24-7. You didn't have to be like super tight or super close. He had so many friends. It's unbelievable. And just I think if people look at social media or if they look at the news stories and they do a quick Google search, you'll see how much people loved him and what he meant to this community. And to me, that's a special thing because you can't say that about everybody. Everybody won't react the same way when somebody leaves us and, and they leave that void there.
3: Yes, and I, and, I, and I fully agree with you on all accounts because this young man, he started out in Chicago, Illinois, and came here to the Twin Cities. Back in the day, he put his feet on the ground and he just got the grinding. And in the process of that, he built and built and built to where he helped others to build. So you got to look at now, you know, there's a lot of different businesses and companies and corporations that are better since he's been around them or touched into them. You know, when it comes to, to just the, the basic connections of, of, of life within itself, you know, and, and, the, and the, the kids that he's been around, you know, we went and, and, and went out fishing and took youngsters out to the lake just to show them how to fish, to show them that you can get out here, you can go out to these lakes, you can take trips and go out of town. Some people in the inner city never leave the inner city, and they just stay on their block. Well, he showed them that you can do all of these things and then some, but you got to be willing to take the challenge to take that step forward. And all I've seen him doing since he's been here is taking forward steps. And, you know, he's a brother that is definitely going to be missed by many. And I'm talking about all walks of life. Yeah, Not just one way or the other way, on all levels of it. He's been on all sides of it and have excelled not just himself, but helped other people to excel in life.
0: Yeah. We're we'll talking to legendary radio host from 89.9 KMOJ, Walter Cuber Banks here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. You know, one of the things, because um, we're going to miss him in, in so many different uh Sections and areas of of just life here in the Twin Cities, right? Whether it's North Side, South Side, Saint Paul, all across the board. Whether it's the uh, the events and the social scene, we're gonna miss him. We're gonna miss him uh, in terms of the mentoring of the young people. You know, we're gonna miss him um, in terms of all the stuff that he did um, w- with regards to like radio. But one of the things that you, I want to go back to that you brought up and you and you mentioned. Uh, Of all the things that he did, one of the special things about Debonair that nobody should ever. We shouldn't forget anything that he did. But one of the very unique and special things that he did was he was somebody that believed in giving people their flowers. He believed in giving people their props. He believed in giving people their due while they were here to appreciate and, and, and feel the love from the community. That is not something that you typically see from one community to the next. Kind of talk about him in that way.
3: Well, the, the thing is, is he recognized the powers that be when it comes to you being an individual and excelling in things that you've done. And so he found a way within himself to create the thing when it comes with first Fridays and showing that you can be saluted while you're here, regardless of your age because it went from one age to the other age of recognition for a lot of different people. When they, you know, they started up their business uh, or or they've been in business for quite some time. And he's saluted all of these people on all these different levels when it came to that. And, and, and you you, you can't, you know, do nothing more, but have respect for that, because he's that one individual that took a lot of people in a lot of different spaces and put us all together at the same time, to enjoy each other and that was one of that was that 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 key thing because it's like you look at at when when you have your business and you do what you do everybody will say oh well that's that's Henry he's just doing what he do because that's his business no he saluted you for being a business person and being business minded and taking those extra steps in order to shine because what was happening was he was connecting younger people to jobs within those companies and those corporations which then again causes them to get up off the streets and do some better things in life to continue life. And man, a lot of times we look at those small things, but we don't look at them as as small when you really understand them. It's large and it's huge when it comes to someone just taking a part of themselves and excelling, extending themselves out to somebody else. It's like, if you're mad and you're walking around mad all the time, you got your fist balled up. But then if you open your hands and you spread that love, then that means that I'm reaching out to you. You can reach back to me. We can touch each other and, and, and help communicate with each other to where by the time we get done extending these arms, we can travel all over the world. And that's what he had started doing. He got married, and he started traveling and extending further and further. And, and his wife, Zakiya, is amazing. She's a doctor, and I know they put that "Dr." in the front of her name, mm-hmm. but she's putting in work and has put in work in order to make it happen. And the two of them together, they were handling the business, and I love it, I love it, I love it. When I see people get together and they're doing positive things and they talk positive, they be positive, and always helping somebody else and in, in different spaces. It did not matter where, you, where you're from. It's where you're at, and yep. they started with you from where you're at to help you to grow
0: i I'll say this in closing and and, and want to get your assessment um here uh, about debonair you know when i when I think about debonair i'm always remember him as a connector, and you mentioned that i'm going to think about him as a visionary, but I'm also going to think about him as a strong man um somebody that's overcome a whole lot of obstacles because He dealt with grief in his life and losing his daughter. Um, He dealt with some physical stuff here in the last year, um, just kind of recovering from some some issues that he had. Those are the things that I'm going to think about is his strength, his perseverance, and his love for his community. How are you going to remember him?
3: I'm going to remember him as that one that could have been my son because our age demographics are at least 15 years apart, if not more. And that's the same with yourself as well. And it's like when you get the opportunity to be around somebody and you see them grow and you watch them grow and you watch them develop, and then the only thing you could do is just be positive and be glad and proud of it. There's a lot of people that's been in the rim of the radio side that have came through KMLJ Radio that even right now today are being those pluses and those positives, not just here in the Twin Cities, but even otherwise. And, and so I look at it from, from that point of when he started, And he wasn't sure of what he was doing to where all of a sudden he walked around with his chest up and his head held up high. And now he has direction and he's going for it. And he went for what he wanted to have. And that's one of the things about it because he was encouraged. He was enthused. And he was just that, that that ready go guy in order to get to where he was trying to get to. And he didn't want to just go there by itself. He took a whole lot of people, a whole community along with him and, He will be remembered. He will be remembered. His legacy will live on. And there will be a lot of different stories being told when it comes to what he's done because he's done a lot for the state of Minnesota for the short period of time that he's been here on this earth.
0: Hey, Q Bear, man, I truly do appreciate you, man. You're a legend in your own right. You mean so much to the community. And I just want to thank you for coming on the show tonight and, and, and reminisce and talk about our friend uh, Andre Debonair McNeil.
3: Well, I'm looking forward to uh, the opportunity of getting back, back with you and uh getting on the golf course. We might hit the bowling alley. But wherever we go, even if it's just sitting in the park and just sitting on a bench a park bench and just having a conversation. Because yes. I have major respect for you for what you're doing, what you've done and what you continue to do. And I want you to just keep your, your foot going forward because you know, it's like it's like that thing of, of a lot of times when I look at people and and we talk about society, we talk about You know, opportunities, we talk about people and what to do and what not to do. And a lot of times you see people when they walk around, they're looking at the ground. Well, raise your head up and look and see where you're going. Because if you always keep your head towards the ground, you'll never know where you're at. And you keep your head up. You keep doing. And I know we're going to miss the brother. And we're going to have many more conversations. And one of the other things that Debonair and myself believe in is telling somebody that they love them, Brother, I love you. And I appreciate you. And ain't nothing that nobody else can do about it.
0: I appreciate that. And I love you too, Q-Bear. I truly do appreciate you, man. And you know I love you to death. All right, that's Walter Q-Bear Banks, radio host, 89.9 KMOJ. uh, And Andre Debonair McNeil, we love you too. Final segment of The Lake Show coming up next. All right, thanks again to Aaron Rupar, to Matthew Collar, and to Walter Banks for being on the show tonight. I, um, as I sit here, or stand here rather, and think about that last segment, man. I still can't believe that that Debonair is not here with us. But he lived an amazing life, not just because of what he accomplished in his life, but about the people that he touched. When you go through life and you touch as many people as he did, and you care and you love on as many people as he did, That says a lot. That says a lot about him. And uh, Debonair, I'm always remember you, brother. Never forget you. In closing, I'm just going to let the Miles Davis take it away. Talk to you guys tomorrow night.